Hi! Welcome to Obsessions of a Millennial Drama Queen, where every week a guest and I work our way through the alphabet talking about things we are obsessed with. I'm Adam Dalton-Blake, and this week my friend Anthony Galante and I reunited to talk about how V is for vault and other Olympic sports. We chatted about our gymnastics faves, horse dancing, and at length about how laundry could be an Olympic sport. Make sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at omdqpod, that's omdqpod, and let us know in the comments what you're obsessed with. Also, feel free to leave us a rating and review on anywhere you get your podcasts. It really helps us out. Enjoy the show! Hi, Anthony, how you doing? Hey, Adam. I'm doing good. Good to see you Hi. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm so happy to be back. <laughs> <laughs> I know you are in, in the illustrious two-timers club. Congratulations. Yes. Um, and for those who are seeing clips on TikTok, um, the hair is down. The hair is out. We got these beautiful tendril curls. But this will be the last time people are seeing this because someone's getting a haircut tomorrow. Yes. I don't know if I'm sad or happy to get rid of these because i've worked so hard to get them Mm -hmm. to a foot long (laughs) i know (laughs) i know you have these beautiful curls and when i met you 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 had the jersey boy high and tight haircut and now you have the beautiful what, what we call kenny g curls the kenny g curls yeah I know oh, it's gonna be sad, beautiful. but I am donating them, and someone very good. will be enjoying the Kenny G curls. <laughs> they will live on. <laughs> they will live <laughs> on. Good, the, and the smooth jazz that comes along <laughs> with them. But what's new since we talked last? We we talked a little bit ago. So you were on the episode H for Hiam, um, yes. which was kind of in early days, and now you're rounding it out with V for Vault. So you're kind of on the bookend of this here podcast. What's new? What's up? Yeah. Well, first I wanted to ask, have you heard back from Hiam yet? Have they responded? <laughs> <laughs> I have I have not heard from Hiam. I have not had any more running run-ins with Alana uh, at a Rite Aid. Um no, no run-ins, but they were in Europe to- touring for a while. Um, okay, so that's my bad that I didn't follow them there. But um, <laughs> Alana now has a podcast, and so I'm hoping that eventually that episode makes its way to her, and we can do a little bit of a collabby labby. Mm, yes, I keep thinking about my answer about the licorice pizza. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm sticking to it. I'm sticking to it. Good. Yeah, it, it, Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> listening should go back and listen to that episode. It's a lovely little romp about a very specific thing being Hiam that um that people should go listen to that band. I still listen to them all the time. Mm-hmm. Great, mm-hmm. great music. Great music all around, great long hair, great leather jackets. Great walking. Um but Today, we are talking about the Olympics, specifically how V is for vault. And mm. as uh, as we get into these, what we call harder letters of the alphabet, I do want to be transparent with those listening that I'm aware of the stretch of the titles that we're doing. Um, so we got V is for vault and other Olympic sports. U was just for the underwear aisle and other gay awakenings. I get it. I know. But, uh, you know, we're really grasping at straws to kind of round out this alphabet. And it only gets harder from here. <laughs> there, has there been backlash on the titles? No, just my internal monologue of like, I know it's ridiculous. I know. I know. That's what makes it great. I know. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony. (laughs) I will tell my inner self that every night. (laughs) Um, So we are talking about how V is for vault and other Olympic sports. Um, Mm -hmm. I am a huge fan of the Olympics, um, but really kind of only when it like comes around every four years, which like we're not in an Olympic year, but um, it, 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 truly becomes like my whole entire world and i thought that you'd be a really fun person to talk about this with because i feel like you had your own version of the olympics this year with the world cup and you were the person that i 
uh, the, you were the only person I know who was like into the World Cup. Yes, we have a sticker, we have a jersey, um, a and whole water bottle collection. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you've got it all. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good sticker. Great sticker. Um, yeah, so I would text you randomly throughout like that time period and just be like, how's the game? And then you would let me know how Mm -hmm. the game was so that I could like, you know, feel like I was a part of something. But, um, I would say the Olympics is definitely my world cup. I love that. Yeah. And it was so fun, including you Mm -hmm. in sports. Sports are to be (laughs) universal. Soccer or football, as people say, is the world sport. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful sport. And did you know that soccer is also in the Olympics? Oh, I certainly did. I certainly did. So it's always happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will say, I think that the Olympics, and I talked about this in um, my Making Everything Queer, Queer Versions of Everything episode, that the Olympics is kind of like the the yassification or the queerfication of uh, like these big sporting events because of the events that we'll talk about in like a little bit. But um, kind of getting back into the weeds here, do you remember uh, your first exposure to the Olymp- uh, the Olympics? And like, what do you what did you love about them? What do you why do you like them? Well, it's hard to pinpoint the exact first exposure to the Olympics because. You mm-hmm. learn it in school and in history class, and you have mm-hmm. to write all these reports. You make the big poster board of which ancient Greek <laughs> Olympic sport you love and that you want to make a 10-minute a presentation on. And then everyone else in class gets to hear about why discus and uh, wrestling are your favorite. But um, if I am to talk about <laughs> modern-day Olympics... Um, I think, I don't know, I think the ones I remember them like vaguely are like the Sydney 2000 Olympics, mm. um, Salt Lake City 2002, mm. and then Athens 2004. Yeah. And I think mostly because, so I was a kid who had a magazine subscription to Sports Illustrated for Kids. And so Michael Phelps was on those. Um, Sean White was a big mm-hmm. one thrown onto this uh, <gasps> yes. SI for Kids magazine. And then mm-hmm. Apollo Ono was also on those magazines. So very good. A lot of a lot of great hair. Right? Yeah. Um, so I would say those are like my first viewings was those athletes. I don't know. How about you? Yeah, mine was definitely Salt Lake City. I like became obsessed with figure skating in a big way because I, and I didn't realize that I was walking into such like a um, drama filled season because that was the year that Michelle Kwan was supposed to win gold after like being like in the Olympics for forever. This was like the height of her career, the Michelle Kwan. But Mm -hmm. during her short program, her long program, she fell. (gasps) She fell. And so what happened was that Sarah Hughes, who was kind of like, you know, kind of like second rank on the U.S. team, skated Mm -hmm. a great performance um, with the shaggiest bowl cut haircut I've ever seen in my life in like a lavender flowy chiffon outfit. And she skated a very clean and like artistic performance and snatched the gold. And I just remember everyone being like, this was totally unexpected. Sarah Hughes wins the gold. And I was like, what is this? Why, like, why, why are my shoulders up to here? Why am I screaming? I'm so excited. But I also love Michelle Kwan. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Turn of events. I know, I know. It was, it was like the first time I'd watched a sport because I grew up with like my brother playing baseball and stuff, and I was never interested in the sport because it's baseball. But this was the first time that I was like, oh, a sport with artistic merit and girls in tiny dresses spinning around being sparkly. And then there's like all these like mm-hmm. point deductions and scores, and I was like, oh, this is it. This, this this is this is the life that I'm going to lead, and um, that's mm. when I convinced myself I was a professional figure skater when I wasn't. Wow, 
Do you wish the Olympics were more frequently, less than four years, every four years? See, I, I wish, well, is it, it's every, is it every two years, right? Because of winter and summer switch off? True, true, right. So you do get a short break in between each season. Yeah, you, you get, you get a whole two years to pick your roster. But I will say, I am definitely a winter Olympics girl i think it's because maybe it was the first one i saw but the figure skating is like there's nothing really like it in summer there's like gymnastics with like a floor routine or a balance beam routine but there is nothing that can unite the gay world together more than figure skating and i quickly realized that um which one do you prefer are you a summer girl or a winter girl um well as we all know, soccer's in the summer, mm-hmm. so that's a great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, it's tough, though, because summer has... I'm a huge fan of the gymnastics, mm-hmm. and it's just insane. To, it's insane to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, just the strength and the artistry, it's so good. Um, and I also feel like I can... I can do more of what I see in the Summer Olympics versus in the Winter Olympics. I never really did any winter sports. So I'm like, let's say someone were to ask me, hey, do you want to go like kick a ball around or throw a javelin? Sure. Yeah, I can give that a shot. Or it's like things I know how to do. But if someone were to say, take these skis and go down this hill and jump off and travel and just keep flying until you land... No, there's no way you could get me to do that. I would <laughs> I would just sit that one out. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's very much the Summer Olympics. I feel like everyone becomes like specifically in the summer, everyone becomes like an armchair export expert of that sport cuz people are like, "Oh yeah, I have mm-hmm. feet. I can run. I know how to swim." Where it's like in the Winter Olympics, it's it's like, "No, I don't know how to bobsled. I, I don't know how to alpine ski jump. Right. I don't know. I don't know any of that." <laughs> yeah, where do you even train for that? <laughs> I know. So, okay. So speaking of that kind of sports specific, do you have like Mm -hmm. of summer and of winter, a favorite sport that like you're always glued to your TV watching or that you do like a huge deep dive on? All right. Well, besides soccer. Yeah. um, I will say, so there's a few. Mm -hmm. So gymnastics is mm-hmm. like I said, is incredible to watch, and um, I'll get into that in a little bit. But I think, <laughs> and continuing, continuing with the summer, I'll do my summer and my winter. So continuing with summer, mm-hmm. there's also swimming, which I think is like you have to watch it. It's mm-hmm. there are rounds, right? So you and it's like it doesn't take too long. You know, World Cup is what four to six weeks long time long time long matches long time but swimming what four days (laughs) easy and it happens it's so fast um (laughs) and um in this in this past uh olympics i went to middle school with one of the athletes on the usa swim team shout out to nick fink he and i were in uh, math class together and a few other classes and he was in my friend group and um it was cool they kept saying like everyone in morristown new jersey i'm sure are super happy about nick fink swimming in today's race and back everyone back in new jersey you know must be so happy <laughs> and we were rooting for him and um he did fairly well. I think he got fifth place overall. All right. All right. A lovely fifth alternate. In in the breaststroke, in the 200 meter. Ooh. Um, I thought that, so there are like different strokes, right? There's like front stroke, back stroke, breaststroke, and then there's freestyle. I thought freestyle was like, you can pick whatever... Um, whatever stroke you want to do because it's like freestyle. So it's like whatever is the fastest. 
but it's just the front stroke. Mm. Like that's what freestyle is. I think that is the definition. Yeah. Of freestyle is just front stroke. They need to rename that. There's freestyle, then backstroke, then breaststroke. And then, and then butterfly, butterfly, no butter. Butterfly is this one, right? Yeah. Butterfly is crazy. It's, um, but, but butterfly is what I do when I'm trying to, uh, like find my wallet that I think is at the bottom of my hamper. Um, I'm just doing the butterfly <laughs> stroke, trying to just get as much laundry out of the way as possible, as quickly as possible. But they need to rebrand. Just call it front stroke. I don't need freestyle. No one's doing a rap. <laughs> I can see that that uh, mistake. I'm definitely an ice um, an ice girl. I'm a I'm a figure skating girl. But where I will say the hidden gem of the Winter Olympics, which anyone who knows me knows I'm obsessed with, is ice dancing. Now, ice dancing is very specific in that everyone's like, oh, figure skating is the thing with like the most artistic merit. Not true. Because mm-hmm. in ice dancing, the artistic merit of what you're doing um, is weighed more heavily. And so some distinctions are that in like ice dancing, you uh, it's like pairs. You don't do like individualized dancing. You do pairs. Um, you can't throw the girl. Um, so you kind of have to always be connected. And you can't do any of those crazy lifts above the head. The lifts have to be... Um, I think it's your her waist can't go above the the guy's head, um, just for like safety reasons. But they the the um the key moments of ice dancing are like yeah your artistic merit of the song your interpretation, but then also you have specific synchronized things that you have to do, which are called twizzles which is the funniest name thing i love twizzlers and i love twizzles (laughs) um and it's essentially you two are moving um in parallel to each other across the ice kind of shifting your weight um kind of like a corkscrew and then doing spins across the ice all in um synchronicity um and my god if um ice dancing is not the best thing in the world because what i also love about um the olympics is that you have in the beginning of any like olympic event you have the people that aren't good but are still like olympic athletes so you have like hung hungry competing and they're like seated like 50 out of like 50 and um you know they're just having a good old time and it's often the ones on the end that are like kind of wild and unhinged where they have like a hip-hop outfit on or they have like an 80s mesh top with a headband and they're doing like a dance to physical at the olympics like it's just kind of camp and unhinged because i think they know they're never gonna win Mm. but they're just like happy to be there and then of course as you get later into the night you get like you're serious you're serious ice dancers which were Scott Moyer and Tess, Tessa Virtue. Um, if anyone hasn't seen their Moulin Rouge um, Olympic gold medal winning performance, do it now. They're amazing. Anthony, I will send it to you after this and you need to watch it. It's brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. There, I, there, I said it. I can't wait. I have an idea. Yes. Could we, could we try to twizzle together right now? <gasps> oh. And you, you I, lead Anthony, it. You lead it. Anthony, you know that I will twizzle with you anytime, anywhere. You are my twizzle twin, my twizzle sister. Um, and uh, yeah, you you know I'll twizzle to the end of the world with you, baby. How do we how do we do it right now? Well, well, it doesn't really work for uh, an audio medium because, right, it's all about oh, okay. like the visual spinning. But if if people listening can imagine us. Um, gliding across the ice spinning um and then coming out in synchronicity to a big applause there you go anthony is getting up his headphones are twisting around his body and he has That's stuck the in the landing That's the anthony that was very good and you're all tangled in your headphones now <laughs> that's where the word twizzle comes from <laughs> yes 
That's amazing. Okay, so yeah, so my my favorites uh, Olympians, <laughs> Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyer, are definitely one of them. But do you have like Olympians that like are your number mm. one ride or die? Mm. Uh, Olympians. Okay, so mm-hmm. Apollo Ono. Growing up, I was like, he's mm-hmm. cool. He's got the handkerchief, ice skating or the speed skating. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, yeah. yeah. And then. Mm-hmm. In gymnastics, in mm-hmm. uh, the rings. So there is this gymnast named Jordan Yovchev from Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And he, right? And he has been chasing a gold medal for years, right? Mm-hmm. So he took silver on the rings in 2004 and Great. bronze in 2000, right? So in his uh-huh. sixth Olympics, more than any gymnast in history, he's going for gold. And he was 39 years old. And he was going for it. He's got, he's got gray hair. He's got lines on his face. But, <laughs> and he's the president of like the Bulgarian Gymnastics Federation. And he's competing. Oh, I mean, that's the guy. And, that's the guy to do it. And long story short, he doesn't win gold. But Aww. he does an amazing, amazing routine um, and proves that age is just a number. And um, it's just so inspiring to see him like have this journey. And he advanced past so many like younger gymnasts mm-hmm. and just like destroyed all of them. And, um, you know, a lot of applause going to him that he was able to do this and go that many olympics chasing this dream (gasps) that's Um, amazing so yeah you should look him up his his routine is really cool yeah yeah um i think i might have to attach some links to some some routines on this podcast um but rings is hilarious because i did like kid kid gymnastics and um believe it or not anthony Mm -hmm. i didn't have a lot of uh what they call upper body strength so rings were just like horrible for me but what i do love about (laughs) that is that the guys are so built and they're so just like thick they're like tiny squat thick huge muscles which is like an added bonus of the summer olympics is that you get diving and gymnastics and they wear tight things or not a lot of things that's always fun to look at anyway um (laughs) but when they're on the rings and they're just hanging their face gets so smushed by all of their muscles that they kind of just look like they're mm-hmm. just like puppy dogs. Like like they look like those Sharpays when they scrunch all of their um, <laughs> skin forward. It's just so fun because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, oh, you muscly man, you're just trapped beneath your muscles on those rings. But that that skill is hard, hard. It is so hard. So actually, funny funny that you bring that up about huge gymnasts. Right. Mm-hmm. Because there was a time, I forget which year, um, that I saw it and I was like, I want to do that. So <laughs> I asked my parent, <laughs> I asked my parents and I asked my brother for gymnastic rings as like a birthday gift. <gasps> and mm-hmm. my brother bought me a pair of gymnastic rings. And throughout college, I had used them in the gym and tried to work on building up rings rings only mm-hmm. strength and watched all these youtube videos and um one of our our dear friends connor um mm-hmm. i had convinced him to join me and in this journey <laughs> and trying to learn and work on doing the iron cross where you're yeah, like crazy crazy completely you know your arms are completely horizontal and mm-hmm. it's just all arms holding you up super sh- super strong and there was no way we could get it but it was an intention i was inspired and i still have them and they're sitting in the closet yeah i I remember you going hard on that in college what i do think is funny is that between you and connor there is like maybe like a foot difference of height so i can only imagine that the rings uh were either a little too short for him or a little too high for you and i just imagine that we had to adjust we had to adjust them every rep (laughs) every set it was i would go then readjust and connor would go and then back to me (laughs) 
Oh, it was hard. I love that. <laughs> but oh, we made I it love work. Connor. Oh, that's so fun. Um, <laughs> okay, so we talked about like some Olympians that we like. Oh, by the way, speaking of another Olympian that I like, um, mm-hmm. when I was younger, I wanted to be Sasha Cohen. Do you remember Sasha Cohen? She was like the bronze girl on the US um figure skating team. It's like she never really won. Yeah. But oh my god, I wanted to be her because she was so pretty. She just like was pretty. She always wore some sort of like ostrich feather. Um she was tiny and had like what I can only describe as like Mila Kunis eyes. Um and me, I was like, oh, she's she's adorable. I want to be her. And then I was obsessed with the whole Sean Johnson versus Nastia Lukin um, year of gymnastics mm. because they yes. had known each other for so long. And they they were like kind of the the storyline was like it was the battle of two friends who like grew up doing gymnastics together. But it was like Sean Johnson power, muscle, strength, floor, beast. Nastia Lukin Amazing. was graceful dancer, um, like thinner girl on um, uh, um, uh, not uneven bars. On une- uneven bars was her thing. Mm. And so it was kind of like, if you put them together, they're like the ultimate Olympian. And I mean, of course, like they both got gold medals, like in various events. And I believe Sean or Nastia, one of them won gold in the all around. But I remember that and being like, Mm. oh, this is like, it was basically like, maybe that was my first foray into politics of like, um, (laughs) who's going to like win which medal and stuff like that. So yeah, I was obsessed with both of them there. And um I like went into a rabbit hole of like watching them. They're both like YouTube personalities now. Um, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and seeing them just talk about their experience is really eye opening and amazing. So Nastia Lukin and Sean Johnson, believe it or not, they're great. Oh yeah, I think the Instagram algorithm put a video of Sean Johnson um, being challenged to do a handstand from sitting. Mm-hmm. I forget what that's called. And she's like, I just had kids. You know, I can't do that. And she proved us all wrong. She did. Of course. <laughs> of course. Ugh. I, I mean, the, the things that these Olympians can do. I mean, they do train their whole entire life for like this one, like for like one event in like every four years. It's pretty crazy. Um, but with that, so we talked mm-hmm. about some of our favorites. Do you have like a sport that you like? can never watch or like never get into in the Olympics, like something that is just yawn-tastic for you? I don't know why this is in the Olympics, but golf is (gasps) an Olympic Mm -hmm. sport. Yeah. And I can't. I I just can't. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then I'm not huge into basketball. I know basketball Mm -hmm. is a great sport and that – the USA team had its glory days, was doing mm. great. And from what I've heard, they're okay now. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I love that all of these like sports that the US has such great pride about. Mm-hmm. And they think they're all the best at it. Mm-hmm. And now they get to challenge the rest of the world at these sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 pretty cool. Um I mean, you know you know me. We went to college together and I um don't mm-hmm. like basketball, but you know that I was um our college which was like RISD and art college. I was their color commentator um for every I basketball game. That. And let me tell you, um I don't know a single thing about basketball. I didn't know then, didn't know now. Um and I, yeah, I didn't learn a damn thing, but I certainly was color commentating all of those matches. <laughs> you know, I tried out for that same basketball team. <gasps> you did? I guess. Do you, do you do you do you think I made the team? <laughs> guess who was guess who was picked last in the lineup? Ah, Anthony. But that Anthony. might be why. That might be why I don't follow basketball. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's too close to home. I get it. I get it. But it was a great game to watch. Oh, exactly. yeah. And 
I'm taking credit for that. I am. I am. Um, I, I will give you full credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think my least favorite sport is um, I'm not a. So here's the thing. I love like the idea of like luge, right? Like it's like fun. It's fast paced. Mm. But when you're watching it, um, they go like one by one, right? And it's like a race against the clock. Mm-hmm. But you, everyone's just moving really fast uh, in like this bullet of like a car. And so mm-hmm. you're just spending your whole time looking at the clock. And it's like, okay, okay great. Like, mm-hmm. but you're not seeing any, like, you're not seeing them like do their thing. You're kind of just seeing a thing, uh, like a, a, a luge, um, what's like a luge car, like go by really fast. So that's not really like a fun one to watch. Um, and then swimming is not the most fun for me just because you can't really like see a lot. There's a lot of splashing happening. Um, mm-hmm. And so I get kind of lost there. And then, and then, yeah, it's, it's all the ones that like the sports that we have in America, like your soccer, your football, your um, is, is baseball, is baseball a sport in the Olympics? You know, um, I'm looking at it now. Baseball, softball. I think both of them are. Yeah, I say softball yeah. is great to watch. In the Olympics. oh, I'm sure. I I see. I like the niche yeah. things that like the Olympics is the only uh, window into that skill that like you get to see. Um, so like, give yeah. me your um, what is it? Like, g- g- give give me your horse dancing. Give me your um your archery give me your like um heavyweight lifting like such specific things ping pong hey i'll take ping pong um i love ping pong have you seen them playing (laughs) they're so good crazy they're so fast um and i will say beach volleyball is one of those sports that i forget is a thing until the olympics and I Until fall in love with it. I fall in love with beach so volleyball. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Misty May Trainer. Again, another sport that you can just play in the park. Yeah. And it's like immediately after watching it, you go, let's go play. <laughs> right? It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to play? Let's go. <laughs> uh, that's true. But um, like you said, Luge, after watching that, I'm never like, Let's go do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to do that. Let's go, let's go grab the sled. <laughs> the only thing that I can think of that's like it is like, remember in like in gym class as a kid, you had those tiny scooters that were like so close to the floor that had like four mm-hmm. wheels that you always got your hands caught underneath. That's all I can think mm-hmm. about with like how I would ever get close to doing luge is getting on one of those bad boys and taking out my knees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would prefer to do that than actual yeah. luge. All right, let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> so I think we can all, all agree right. that um, gymnastics is kind of a sport that has shaped us in the Olympics. Do you have a like mm-hmm. a favorite event in um, gymnastics? Mm-hmm. And do, do you prefer men's versus women's? Because um, I think, is that the only sport where like the actual um events are like different per gender within that sport i think so i'm trying to think like what is the crossover the floor routine and the vault vault yeah but even those are a little different where floor routine for men can't have any music um, because uh, oh, apparently know. that's not manly um, to be prancing around in a uh, leotard to no music is a far it's not what the Greeks did. It's not what the Greeks did. <laughs> and then vault, I think it's just maybe, I don't know if this is true. It might be like higher or like thinner, the actual, actual vault itself. Um, but I do oh. think vault is like the most similar from like across the board yeah okay this is good i'm glad you asked that because the women's has the uneven bars Mm -hmm. 
Or do both have the uneven bars? No. Well, men's has parallel bars. So that's when like they're sandwiched in between the two bars. But then they also have the one bar that they swing around on. I do think the uneven bars is really cool because you're yeah. jumping back and forth between the two. And then yeah. um, for the men's, um, got to be the rings, but also mm. the pommel horse. <gasps> Wild to me. You know, where they're Wild just, like, to me. Spinning it around on their hands, and um, again, another thing I went down a YouTube rabbit hole watching, trying to figure <laughs> out could I do that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> Yet again, as a kid in like little kid gymnastics class, that was the thing that I just had no strength to whip my body around and like keep it in the air it feels like like a centrifugal force newton's third law there's like math and science there that i do not um possess something against yeah something against physics and then there's this move where they're like like yeah they kind of like scissor (laughs) the pommel horse kind of like like um going in between those legs and i'm like who baby girl although i wouldn't be my i wouldn't mind being the pommel horse in that situation (laughs) yeah so i would pick that what about you what's your uh favorite gymnastics event so i'm a i think i'm a bars girl i'm i'm a high bar Mm. like the one where the guys just like swing around because that's really fun um i also love the outfits that they wear for that because they wear the like the long footy um, leotard, which I think is just a, a real mm-hmm. fun look. That everyone kind of looks like um, a muscle man from like a 1930s circus. Um, and then uh, for women, I like the, I do really like the uneven bars and I like floor because you can like have fun with choreography. It's kind of similar to figure skating. But I will say when someone does vault well, it is the most impressive and satisfying thing in the whole world of them doing all those twists in the air and then just like cementing their feet down. And you and I have talked about this. I feel like we had a running joke about this in college about a one miss Michaela Maroney. She was on the U S gymnastics team and she uh, was like vault was her thing. She was like miss vault. Like what was that? 20, 2014 Ms. Vault 2014 and mm-hmm. um she you, you get two passes at, but but both count for a score she does her first pass and it's like it's like the hardest vault in all the world or something she falls or she doesn't fall she like stumbles and she's like pissed about it then she goes back to do her second pass she does this amazing thing she like rotates a billion times in the air sticks the vault like cement cement everyone's like she's gonna get a 10 out of 10 amazing lots of uproar and then she um it comes back and they gave her a deduction on like there were not enough rotations in the air and that is when we get the famous michaela maroney pissed off face where she got silver on the podium the little side smirk the little murr um because she and the whole world knew that she stuck that vault, she did all those rotations, and she deserved a 10, uh, 10 out of 10. And so I will forever remember that Michaela Maroney moment. Uh, can you link that in the notes? I will I wanna, link. I, I will that. link. I, will, I, will, yeah. I, I think this is an important, <laughs> important, um, <laughs> important thing to link down below. Um, so... Uh, before we get into our little bit of a game, Anthony, I do want to quickly just rattle off some silly sports that um, I came across while doing some research and yes, um, just get your little takes on them. Um, so two of these are current day Olympic sports, and then three of these were like test um, Olympic sports that they tried to make a thing but didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So the first two is kind of what I was alluding to earlier, dressage, which is of course horse dancing. Have you heard about this? I have. I don't know. <laughs> Do the horses know that that they're in the Olympics? 
I hope so. I I, I hope that the horses get a so. say in like the music that they pick and like what they want to um, showcase in their routine. I I hope they know, but it yeah. is literally you know, like the interpretive dance on horses and a lot of like in yeah. place high trotting um, high knees moments. Yeah, very bouncy. Do are there are the riders also called like jockeys? I guess like in racing. I don't know. I think or they're just riders. Maybe they're just riders, or um, it's called dressage. Maybe they're called dressers. Dressers. That'd be. And pretty do great. the dressers also tattoo the Olympic rings on their body after? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the games. <laughs> I hope so. I hope that they're going back to like their town and everyone's like yeah dressage and they're like <laughs> inking that rings on there it says like rio 2016 yes yes i love okay. that. <laughs> just like the hardcore dressage i'm into that i'm into that um so the second one <laughs> that we have that is in um the current lexicon of the olympics is race walking have you heard of race walking oh that is fun to watch yeah is it that is, when it's just power walking? And there's certain rules that you're you you have to have at least one foot on the ground, mm-hmm. and you and, can get called out. Yes, yeah. So the result of uh, speed walking being the Olympics is that you get beautiful moments of what I can only say looks like um, a bunch of people who are like. Like older, older ladies and men who are like really hurriedly like getting their to the groceries in the in the grocery store. They are like so intense, um, Mm. waddling around because the thing with yeah, like you said, with race walking, speed walking is that you can't have one foot always has to be on the ground. So what you get is just a lot of hip motion and a lot of waddling. Um, but these are some of the most intense Olympians I've ever seen. They are like busybody mall walking their heart out. They grab water from the sideline, chug it, chug, like chug the water and throw it down. And they're in the zone and they're going. They're so intense about walking so fast. And it's the funniest thing to see. How how do you even like pace yourself or how do you pass somebody and, race walking i i have no idea for for me i all i need is just like a really good beyonce song and i think i would at least play silver mm, okay or some Hayam. yeah hi am I'd, I'd go for the gold i'd go for the gold <laughs> um okay so then we have then we have three um <laughs> three like test events that didn't make it that far but made it a couple olympic seasons the two of them are kind of in the mm. same vein. We have solo synchronized swimming for the summer and then ski ballet. Both of these were in the late eighties, oh. believe it or not. Um, yes. But it, it's basically um, like two versions of like figure skating or like interpretive dance, but in like the water by yourself or like on skis, like full on, just figure skating on skis in the snow. It's hilarious to watch. I will say the skiing one is impressive. <laughs> yeah. They do yeah. manage to get on the tips of their skis and do like skateboarding tricks, but on ski. I, it's impressive, but yeah, it is like, do not stand at all close to the, <laughs> the athlete. Otherwise your shins will get cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh ski ballet and then they have so the poles good. too so they're like sticking yes! the poles into the ground doing a handstand Do- and yes! then coming back down <laughs> and doing a flip uh it's so good yeah so they it was but um i think that should come back i think that i think so back. solo synchronized swimming was 1984 to 1992 and ski ballet was 1988 to 1992 so if you were watching olympics in okay. 1992 you really got to see a lot of mm. really uh bold artistic movement the last one <laughs> is one that was in paris of 1900 so like over a hundred years ago Throwback. they had a test event that involved 128 competitors in front of 6,000 people. And the um, event was poodle cutting. 
That is poodle cutting. So the idea of how do you groom a poodle in an Olympic fashion um, to be the best of the best um, because they only had two hours to do it. Um, unfortunately, that did not make it into the lexicon of what we know now to be the Olympics. But I love the idea of dog grooming as an Olympic sport. I would love to see a dog groomer receive the olive leaf <laughs> crown. <laughs> I, ho- I hope the poodle gets something. Holding their poodle. Yeah. Saying, this is... I, I've earned this. I've trained so hard. <laughs> and it's also up to the, you know, who pro- are they providing their own poodle? Is the Olympics providing? Is the committee providing the poodles? How do they know that the poodle is going to cooperate? I don't know. Is it PYOP? Provide your own poodle? That's amazing. Okay, so speaking of these um, bold, uh, bold sports that weren't uh, like amazing, but also not amazing. Um, are you up for a little bit of a game, Anthony? Let's do it. I'm always ready for a game. Oh, love that. So this game is called Everyday Olympian, because like you said, we watch the Olympics and we think that we are experts in that field. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you an everyday task that we do, and I need you to tell me how you would perform doing that task at an Olympic level. I'm talking Worlds coming together to watch you and your competitors do this this task. Are you ready? Mm. I'm ready, coach. Put me in. All right. So we're, we're, we're starting with something that you know I absolutely hate to do, which is Olympic laundry. Oof. Are we going for time or are we going for performance? Well, what do you think would be the biggest... Okay. Um, what do you think would make most most sense? Mm. All right, I think speed is definitely one of the things you have to keep in mind for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Olympic laundry. Okay, so you're bringing your own equipment to. So you have your basket. Mm-hmm. You have this this uh, aluminum <laughs> laundry basket that's ergonomically handle ergonomic handles on the sides, yes. and yes. <laughs> it's streamlined like a bobsled Mm -hmm. so that you can zip through the air. And um, I think it's also a mix. It's like, oh, let's okay. Let's make it like a um, relay, like a relay race. So it's a team sport. Okay. Right. So it's the passing. uh, So someone at the beginning is loading in laundry into a basket as fast as they can. And then doing, Mm -hmm. let's say a hundred meter dash to the, (laughs) the wash. (laughs) <laughs> and because this is in front of a lot of people, this is all mm-hmm. hand washed. Ooh, hand wash. Bold move. We can't wait for a full laundry cycle. <laughs> like I know marathon no. running is a thing, and that takes, you know, two hours fastest. Mm-hmm. But they're doing something while that's happening. But let's in laundry, <laughs> you have to scrub. So every every piece of clothing too has the same stain on it. So we'll throw in a tomato <gasps> sauce, a wine, and a grease stain. And I, I don't think blood would. Um, no. We'll save that for next year's trial run. The one, the one at the <laughs> Olympics after that. <laughs> we'll see how well this tests. And then, mm-hmm. okay, so they have to wash by hand. They are all given the same soap. Can't have any cheaters. And... Mm-hmm. Nope. Um, after that, after that last piece is up, they toss it to the next relay racer. They take that mm-hmm. to a field out on a sunny field. And again, it's a timed event. We can't have any you know, variables with the dryers. So each, each person is shaking and wringing and shaking the water out of the clothes. Mm-hmm. And then it's based off of then they have to put it on a scale and it's based off of weight. So whatever amount of water is left in this in the laundry is how much uh, they get points. Get points deducted oh. if it's over a certain number. Oh my god. Wow, Anthony. Wow. And also time. So also best time. time and efficient and how dry they are. 
That's good, Anthony. I think that's good. And then I think there, there there's is- a lot of room for techniques too, because you can go like this, or yes. you can do like the yes. over the head, and you can twizzle if you want. <laughs> that might help. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And then there could be an added component of like, you know how there's like beam and uneven bars and stuff. There could be a whole other like sub event yeah. of folding. <gasps> Ooh. That's a good I know. One. I've opened a can of worms. I've opened a can of worms that I can't close. So <laughs> I'm going to go on to the next, the, the, the next uh, of a little everyday event. I spent too to. much time on this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our next everyday task uh, turned Olympics is Olympics brushing your teeth. Ooh, that's a tricky one because the uh, dentist association of America. Has certain guidelines to brushing teeth, mm-hmm. right? You don't want to yep. brush too hard. Um, for the Olympic sport of brushing your teeth, I I think it's so. I know there are these products that you can put in your mouth that show plaque, plaque buildup in your teeth. Oh, mm-hmm. mm. and I think this is going to be another callback. I think everyone needs to eat a licorice pizza. <laughs> call back to a previous episode and <laughs> and then uh let's also have them eat a salad because there'll be green stuck in your teeth yeah yeah, yeah, yeah the visuals mm. and um then they're given precisely two minutes mm-hmm. to brush as much as they can ah <gasps> And they use the plaque checker. That's good. But then they also have to brush correctly because you don't want any blood from the gums. You don't want any gum erosion. Um, you want that's that there's technique and precision technique. there, which I think is kind of the recipe for a great Olympic event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're not you're not allowed to floss either. No, I mean, that's a separate event yet again, mm. just like how folding separate is a sub event. Flossing is also one. Uh, that is awesome. so good. So the last um, everyday task, and then I'll give you some some kind of creative control here, is Olympic finding your wallet, which is something that I always have to do daily because I never put it down where I where I uh, should. Um, how would you mm. do Olympic finding your wallet? Olympic finding your keys? Olympic uh, finding anything that you? Um, needed but um have misplaced Mm -hmm. okay so as we all know rock climbing has just become an olympic sport this past yes season and so every climber is given the same route and Mm -hmm. in rock climbing they call it a problem that they Mm -hmm. have to solve so similarly having to find your lost item personal item every athlete has to (laughs) has to go through a um a simulator right this room that mm-hmm. has um the same mess and i will give a lot of credit to the route setters of this <laughs> sport now because yes. they have to set the room exactly the same mm. as the previous <laughs> athlete so we could do it a multiple of ways we could do it as like a dirty dirty laundry room <gasps> so there's just like clothes oh like a teenager's room so there's just stuff Ooh, everywhere that's good we can do um i love the uh, idea of in every city it's like a room like that has some tie to the city to the host to the host city to, to, the, to the host city yeah like in if it yeah. was in tokyo it could be like a hello kitty room or if it was like back in Athens, it could be like a recreation of the Parthenon. I love it. Yeah. And okay, what if it's a winter sport too, and it's just in the snow? That's good. Th- th- then you're just a you're <laughs> like a Bernie's mountain dog hu- in human form. You're just mm, digging and digging. True. I think that's okay. good. Um, I yeah, think I like that, that is like really that. impressive. I like that. Um. <laughs> And then, Anthony, for our last one, I'm going to give you an Anthony's choice. So, like, what everyday task that you find yourself doing do you would you like to see become an Olympic sport? Mm, this is tough. Mm-hmm. I only ask the tough questions. Because I live in New York, mm-hmm. I'm going to pay homage to this lovely city. Mm-hmm. 
and say that the morning commute to work on the subway. <gasps> oh, very good, Anthony. An very good. Mm-hmm. And there are many obstacles. There's the fight for the bathroom with mm-hmm. your roommates. Um, oh, you're talking about from from wake up to to work. Wake up to work. Just like the marathon, a two-hour event. <laughs> wow, and, that's really cool. Um, I like that idea. And then you got the subway as a, a turnstile. You know, do you jump over it, vault over it? Do you do mm-hmm. a, a style point? Do you get style points for jumping over it? There you go. Do you a trick? Um, do you what? What's your route to work? Like everyone has to navigate which is the fastest route to take. Route route. Um, yeah, checking the map. Yeah, dealing with the MTA, and then ah, oh, I forgot my keys, so you gotta go back. <laughs> maybe it's a maybe it's a joint, it's a joint, it's a joint sport with that last one. <laughs> I think so. I think that if um, New York were ever the host city of that Olympics, um, I think the uh, finding your wallet would have to be a um, you would have to have a subway aspect to it. I think that'd be pretty good. That's so good. I think that this would be a fabulous um, Olympics to watch with your laundry, your brushing your teeth, your wallet, and then ultimately <laughs> navigating the horrible subway of New York City. I think that's amazing. Um, I'm obsessed with that. And because I'm obsessed with that, I have to come to our last segment, Anthony, which you know because you are a two-timer here. Um, Mm -hmm. every week I have a segment called guest obsessed where I ask a guest what they've been obsessed with recently. So Anthony, last time you were obsessed with this guy who lives in a cabin and makes coffee, um, and like puts videos on the internet. Um, so I'm asking you, are you, what have you been obsessed with recently? And is it still that guy? Ah, um i do still watch that he comes out with new videos every sunday great uh hashtag uh that's my sunday scaries um medicine helps there you me go. through the night Very but good. um so yes shout out to trout and coffee um <laughs> but if i were if i were to <laughs> talk about my my new obsession mm-hmm. um as you know, the World Cup was in December, mm-hmm. and I'm still living the glory day of <laughs> Argentina <laughs> winning the World Cup, Lionel Messi raising the World Cup over his head, giving the people of Argentina the great, great satisfaction of winning. <laughs> um, they hadn't won since 1986, and there was the say of the curse of Argentina not winning a trophy. <gasps> international trophy and did you know that argentina won the 2008 olympics for soccer with Lionel messi on the team good job and then he won the world cup he had a great year last year so um my youtube feed all my suggested videos are rewatch every goal (laughs) from the world cup which I will watch um, every day. My brother and I text gifts of the World Cup to each other <laughs> of Argentina winning. We will sing the songs and the chants mm. from the fans. Um, yeah, it's just been great. <laughs> oh, and I love that's that. that's what I'm obsessed with. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, that is uh, yeah. very Olympics of you of holding on to that win um, probably until the next World Cup. Um, ugh, yeah. So good. And with that, Anthony, I just want to thank you so much for coming on this podcast for a second time. Um, before we go, do you have any like socials or anything out there that you want to promote and get out into the world? Um, sure, yeah. My social media account is called Janimation Official. Mm-hmm. And it is, or it used to be, a monthly challenge that in the month of January, I would make an animation a day and post it on Instagram and just not think too hard about what I was making and get my creative juices going. 
and I had done it for five years and it had exhausted me, but you can, (laughs) (laughs) I decided not to do it this year, but, um, there's some great content on there and, um, I hope that anyone who gets to check it out will enjoy them and share them with all of their friends and family and just smile because some of them are ridiculous or cute and that's what I like to make. Anthony knows that I'm obsessed with Janimation. Um, the amount of work that goes into all of those like mainly stop motion, but like some, some Ill- like illustrated animations Um it's so impressive. Uh, for those five years, I followed it immensely. Um, over on my Instagram, I'm doing what we call a pattern party, which is every day I've been posting a pattern for like four four months. Um, and Anthony, you are 100% the inspiration behind that. The idea of getting creative every single day and doing something, putting just something out into the world every day um, really just exercises this creative muscle and forever you'll be an inspiration for me for that and of course one of my very closest friends oh thank you adam of course anthony you are too you're one of my dearest friends too oh stop it this is about you um (laughs) and just a reminder that you were the inspiration for janimation so you take you have to take credit for that too i did come up with the name um because i am i am one for a pun So, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm one for a pun. So, uh, I'll, yes, I'll take credit for Janimation, just like I'll take credit for creating the basketball team at our our art school. Um, and uh. with that, <laughs> I do just want to make sure that those listening know to follow this podcast on TikTok and Instagram at omdqpod. That's omdqpod. And let us know in the comments what you're obsessed with, and maybe we'll make an episode about it. Um, also feel free to leave us a rating or review on anywhere you get your podcasts because it really helps us out all right anthony i love talking to you and hopefully i get to see you in person soon yes i can't wait and i can't wait to be on more podcasts with you yes all right bye bye